0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. Cause I'm coming home 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 Hello folks and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm Mark Pulos, and you are tuned in to The Ride Home. So as always, it's Sunday. I am driving home from the gig and uh, just run through what happened and some funny stories and... uh, Interesting observations about my uh, my three days on the road. So this week, I was performing at a club in Erie, Pennsylvania, called Junior's Last Laugh, and I was working with a very funny comedian named Greg Morton. And Greg, thankfully, was uh, nice enough to actually do an episode of my podcast. So this Wednesday, that episode will come out. So make sure you tune into that. Um, so this club interesting place. I've been there three different times. Um, the first time was a while ago. And the first time that I went there, um, it was different because it was owned by uh, a different married couple. And their whole idea uh, to run that comedy club is that they wanted to do a squeaky clean comedy. They wanted it to be um, like a bastion for... Super clean comedy, like no vulgarities, nothing like that. Um, so it was, it was kind of a difficult week, uh, mostly because a lot of my merchandise has vulgar shit on it, you know, tits and cocks and bitches and stuff like that. So I really wasn't able to sell any merchandise, what so kind of, uh, you know, hindered things a bit, um, and it was just kind of an odd thing, you know, I uh, I was right on the cusp of headlining a lot of other places, so most of the places that I went to to uh, feature, I was always kind of uh, hypersensitive to letting the club owners know that I was really interested to come back as a headliner, so if they could watch my set and kind of make the determination if I was headliner material for their club and stuff, and it was a difficult task uh, at the club the first time, because not only did they have it um, be super clean comedy, they also did this weird thing where they didn't hire an MC to do the show. They just hired, they just, whoever was uh, the party that brought the most people to the comedy show, one of the people from that party would get to be the MC for the night, which was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because these people are not professional MCs. You know they barely want to be doing it, so they're just muddling their way through up on stage, and it was always just a train wreck every show. Whoever they picked, you know, and they would give them the spiel that it's a clean comedy show, so don't swear or anything, and and all this stuff. And they would always swear, and they would always be really vulgar, because they don't get it. They're like they see comedy on television, and they're like, I'm gonna go up there and talk about my balls. You know, it's like that's. You got to kind of understand what's going on but and it was always just a nightmare of trying to dig out from under these uh, fucking yahoos that they drag up on stage out of the crowd but you know the owners were really nice people they just you know i felt like the the husband didn't really like me that much um because he would kind of say stuff that was passive aggressive and like felt like he was kind of sticking it to me sometimes, you know? Like, I'd get off stage and he'd walk by and it would be like, well, maybe next time, you know? And stuff like that. Or or he'd be like, uh, wow, that one bit, I think that needs a little bit more work or something like that. And I'm just like, you know, suck a dick. I'm just trying to do my job here. And I made it through that week, kind of. Um, it was rough. And And I was thinking that I probably... Uh, I probably wouldn't be back there And then I got an email from a good friend Who's also a comedian, Jody White And, and she said that That they had sold the club to this I don't know exactly know how it worked I feel like the one guy was somehow involved with the club And they were like partners And then the one partner bought out the other partner Anyways, there was different people in charge and one of the big things that they used to fight about as partners was the whole super clean comedy thing because they were just like it you know that's not going to bring people in the door and stuff and, and it was still pretty busy even though it was you know super clean comedy so I was happy to hear that the new people were wanting the shows to be a little bit more edgy and stuff so um you know I submitted my name and and uh they had some back and forth, so I got booked a second time there. And the second time was where I got to work with uh, Mick Foley. I had a podcast a while back. I didn't actually get to interview him, but I just talked about the experience and how cool it was. And uh, the rest of the weekend was really fun, and I had a blast the last time I was there. So when I got the booking again to go back, I was hoping that I was going to be able to headline over the summer um but it just took forever for them to return an email and then I kind of got this last minute fill in with Greg Morton who I love um I love the impressions and everything that he does so I kind of you know jumped on it and uh decided to uh to uh go out there and work with him so and Erie's uh Erie's an interesting town because it it has the sense that it's a town that's doing really well, like that they're they have money. You know, there's like a the one day they invited me. Like the owners of the comedy club also own a restaurant on the marina, and they invited me out to the restaurant and picked up my lunch and stuff, which was amazing. I got to have like a fresh crab cake sandwich. If you're ever in Erie, go go down and eat at uh, Junior's on the Lake. It's it's really good. So it's like they have this, like, appearance of money, you know, there's, there's boats in the dock, and there's nice cars driving around town and stuff, but it's, it's kind of like, Erie is kind of like a lady that's, that's ugly, but she, she really knows how to use makeup well, so it's like, if you're looking at it from afar, you know, she looks beautiful, but then when you get really microscopic, you're like, oh, shit, you know, it's like, I walked down a couple of the streets downtown, and uh, their homeless problem there is is really ridiculous. I'm just like, holy shit. And the uh, <clears throat> the second day that I was there, I got up out of my bed, and I was, like, stretching in the living room, just kind of looking out the window, and there was a giant fire, like, right next to the Tim Hortons. So I got my shit on and I went outside and, and there's, I don't think there's anything that's more fun than just standing there watching a house burn to the ground, you know? You know, you obviously feel bad for the family and what they're losing, but hopefully they have insurance or something, but, you know, I, uh, I don't know what that is, you know, just watching a fire engulf a building and just burn it to the ground, it's just like, you have to have some real respect for fire, that shit is, uh, is nothing to play around with. But it was just kind of funny, just, like, standing there with, like, a couple homeless guys and dudes going to their construction site and all this shit. And we're just all drinking our Tim Hortons coffee, watching this house burn to the ground. And it's like, oh, this is a nice little Friday. Nice little Friday out here. Um, and so that, that day was was pretty uneventful. I mean, I... I went out across town and, you know, picked up some groceries and uh, tried the new Arby's $1 sliders, which are delicious and gigantic. I'm like, I don't know what their profit margin is on those Arby sliders, but they must be losing money fucking hand over fist with those things. I mean, you think of a slider, you think of uh, White Castle and the tiny little hamburger. These things were like, you know, a giant normal size, almost like single serve hamburger. Um, so Saturday Saturday was the day that uh, I got invited to go down to the uh, marina to have a free lunch which was pretty cool I mean the restaurant is right on the water so it was a like a beautiful view and it turned out that all the waiters that that worked at juniors on the lake also worked at uh, juniors comedy club so I came in and sat down and like the whole meal I just had waiters like skirting behind Me going dance. I'm like oh you bastards <laughs> You know But it was so funny cause I'm sitting there and I'm eating And They set a table next to me Which is like Too well to do like Wasp couple you know They were like in their 40s or late 40s And you could tell that They have a boat or want to get a boat Or they've they've been yachting or whatever, and they're, um, they're there with their two nieces who are, like, 14 and 16 or something, and it's just so funny to, like, eavesdrop on conversations, you know, because I'm not talking to anybody, I'm just sitting there, and it just kind of absorbs into my brain, you know, and I'm trying not to, I'm just trying to eat, but it's kind of hard when they're right next to you saying crazy shit, so apparently, um, the two girls found the waiter um, kind of good looking so they just kept like giggling to each other and and like, oh, you know, he's a good looking kid or whatever and the uncle was kind of a creep ball, you know, he <coughs> instead of you know discouraging it or just kind of like moving on to other topics he was like really delving into why they found this guy attractive and like saying creepy shit like, uh, well, maybe I should give him an extra five and he can come bring our food without his shirt on. Will that make you ladies happy? You know? And it's like, eh, it's kind of creepy, you know? And then he came back to get their drink order or their food order or something. And then the mom was like, she knew what she wanted to order, but she couldn't remember what the name of it was. And she seemed just like a little frazzled. And he was like, And when he left again, he was like, wow, it looks like my wife really wants to bang this guy. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I I left and I was out in the bar talking to the two waiters, the one guy that was serving that table. And I said, you better be careful, man. I think those two girls uh, really like what you're laying down. And he's like, well, I don't really feel like going to prison today. So I'm just going to keep it business and keep it keep it light. And you could always tell that, like, the uncle was just being weird because he was, like, talking, like, extra long to this guy so he would stay at the table longer. And, and it's just so funny to me, too. Like, people, because they sat down and they're looking at the menu and the one girl is like, they have so many good appetizers here. I wish that they had, like, an appetizer sampler or something, you know they wanted to like taste all the different things and it's like well they don't and then she started like quoting uh Applebee's menu and chilies and stuff and they're like trying to somehow like get this guy to put together an appetizer sampler for them and he's like well yeah it's just it's not on the menu and it's it's not that I can just take handfuls of each thing and just put it on a plate and bring it out here you know and uh and they just like would not let it go. And the uncle probably asked the waiter about nine times to explain what is in a Reuben. I just wanted to turn around and just be like, if you don't know what the fuck a Reuben is by this point, you need to shut your mouth. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's like, All right, tell, tell me again about that Reuben. What what, what you got? What do you got on that Reuben? Well, a Reuben is. Rye bread, corned beef, sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, Thousand Island dressing. That's a Reuben. So how does that cut? Does that come cold or do they heat it up or grill it? Or how does it go? I was just like, get me out of here. So they uh and the shows, you know, the shows at the club were good. Um Thursday was the best. So Thursday they had a... Uh, they had a fundraiser or something. And one of the ladies that was a part of the fundraiser was trying to become a comedian, I think. Or wanted to be a comedian. So she was... They made her the MC, And uh, and she did an okay job. It was just like, you know... I, I talk about it a lot. It's just my pet peeves about MCing. She just, you know... She said my name first, and then did my intro, which is a huge no-no. And then uh, she was kind of milling about my credits, and there was the no real structure to it, and her jokes were were not good, so it was just another, like, dig-out-from-under-something scenario. But uh, that crowd was by far the best. Like, they were so into the show and so nice, I, and I sold so many shirts that first show. I was like, this week is going to rule so then we came in Friday and Friday early show was really, really light. Uh, I think there was like 40 people there and I was kind of disappointed. I was like, man, what there being 200 people there on Thursday. I'm like, how was Friday, you know, less people. So I still went up there early show and late show trying to do my thing. And, and it was just, it was kind of rough. You know, they were they were hard to warm up and hard to keep going. And and Greg, the headliner, even mentioned it. Like, he does this, like, really high-energy, just, like, musical, costume, crazy show. And even he was having problems with them, which was crazy. And then uh, Saturday was by far the worst day. Like, the first show, um, I've never met a group of people... I could have cared less about what I was doing on stage than early show Saturday. I was just like, and and the thing of it was that on Saturday um, we had another new MC, and he was a comic from Erie who was a headliner, and he was a clean comic, and he just did a bunch of like uh, music cues and, and song things and dancing and everything, and they loved him. And I went up and started trying to do my shit, and it was, it was kind of a rough go of it, you know? But, uh, so that first show, I get to the end of my set, and I do my last joke, and I'm like, thank you, good night." And then I turn to walk off the stage, thinking I'll see him walking up the stage to meet me, and I don't see him. Like, I, I look out, and I'm looking across the crowd, and I don't see him anywhere. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll, I'll do a couple more bits. And then he walks into the room, And he's just kind of, like, holding his hand up, like, uh, here I am, like, I'm on my way, you know. And he wasn't even hustling, he was just, just leisurely walking to the stage, like, with his hand up, like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I was just like, just another pet peeve of mine is, you know comics aren't always going to have the same ending to their show so you have to kind of keep an eye on the time and just be prepared you know and he fucked up my name the first show and i'm just like this is just such a nightmare and then after the first show people exited the comedy club so fast you would have thought somebody pulled the fire alarm i was like what the hell happened in there so then the Late Show comes around and it's more people and I'm, I'm kind of excited to do it and, and, uh, and things are going great in the Late Show. And then about halfway through my set, this group of like uh, 12 people come in and they're moving tables and it's like uh, a linoleum floor and tables so it's making like a shit ton of noise. They're moving their chairs, they're talking, they're ordering their drinks and their food and it's just... Completely disruptive right in the middle of my set. And all I want to do is tell these people to shut the fuck up. But I know if I go there right now, it's going to cause problems for Greg. So I just kind of let it go. And I told him about it. I was like, it was kind kind of a shitty thing. So he went on stage. And he did like three or four jokes. And one of the guys at the table started heckling him. And he just unloaded a tirade on this table that would have rivaled bill burr in uh, philadelphia if you've never seen that video but he is just like attacking them on every part of their lives (coughs) Uh, attacking their looks and their jobs and their wives and their tiny penises and just everything just like vicious attacks, and then it turns out one of them was a dentist, and then he's asking him if he, uh, if he shot a lion in his, in his spare time, and talking about how he likes to eat onion sandwiches before he goes to the dentist, and how the guy couldn't fuck a Cheerio with his tiny dick, and just, like, all this stuff, and it was really funny, but then it, then it kind of started getting real, like, he started being legitimately mad at this guy, and saying, things that weren't really that funny anymore, they were just really, really, ang- like, anger-based, so you could tell that he was pissed off, so then uh, he kind of moved on with the set, and, and uh, I was outside in the bar, like, getting my stuff set up, and the girls that were at that table that he attacked came out, and this is something I always hate at the comedy club, is, like, uh, if one of the comics has a problem with people in the audience it seems like those people will always try to seek out the other comedian and try to get them to go against the other comic on the show like somehow we're not friends like we're gonna throw each other under the bus after the show and I'm sure it happens you know comics are cutthroat people you know but that's not me you know I was standing there and they came out and they kind of all surrounded me and the Oh, we thought you were the best. This guy is really bad. Like, we don't find it funny at all. Like, it's kind of the point, we can't even sit in there anymore, you know? And I'm like, uh-huh. And the one girl, like, starts making a move like she's going to buy some T-shirts. So now it's like I can't be a dick anymore because I'm like, they might buy some T-shirts and I can't trump that with being a dick. I feel like an asshole, but I got to make money for my family or whatever, so they're fumbling with the shirts and then they're making all these comics. like is this what he does every night like he goes on stage and then yells at a table for 20 minutes or like how does it work and I said no he, he usually never talks to the crowd unless there's a problem so I'm, I'm guessing there was probably a problem with your table no there wasn't a problem we were just you know trying to make it more fun and chatting with him and he got really angry and started yelling at us and I was like, you know, it's you're not supposed to talk in the comedy show. And, he's, and she was like, you're not? You're just supposed to sit there quiet the whole time? I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking point. Like, what? And she goes, and then he got really mad when I got on my phone and I started texting my friend who was late. And I was like, you can't be on your phone in there either. And she's like, there's a lot of rules at the comedy club. And I'm like, yeah, because it's a show, like and it just drove me nuts, because I really just wanted to tell them off, but they're still, like, making moves, like, they're gonna buy some shirts, and, of course, in the end, they didn't buy shit, because they were just horrible, horrible people, and, uh, and so they made, like, a couple other comments, and then they were, like, I think we're just gonna go to the dance club and wait for our guys, so they just left the guys there and just went to whatever dance club they were going to afterwards, and, And Greg was kind of looking for that table after the show So he could give him a piece of his mind But they, of course, uh, you know, smart move They just got up and left when the show was over And didn't stick around But that kind of shit just really ruins a show, man Coming in late, you know Sometimes I feel like comedy clubs should be like uh, the theater You know, if you're late to the theater Like for a play on Broadway or something You can't go in during like whatever part of the show it is like you'll have you, you can have the opportunity to go in at the first intermission or whatever but you're not going to go in and interrupt the show that's happening so I always think that that, that might be a better idea at comedy clubs like like if you come late they shouldn't let you in until the break between comedians you know and if you come in late and the MC's on stage, then you go up in the break between the MC and the feature, and, and shit out of luck, if you show up while the feature's on stage, you don't get to go in until the break between the feature and the headliner. I think it would make it a lot better, but I know they're not going to do that because you know the faster they sit down, the more drinks and food that they're going to buy, and the more money they make, so that's all what it really comes down to, but yeah, that table was just a nightmare. I mean just imagine like trying to perform and then about 12 minutes in when you're really cooking in your show it's just like someone released a pack of dogs in the room because it was so loud I was just like you know have some have some respect and and understand where you are and like be a little quiet like Jesus Christ it was ridiculous it was just all the table noise and the chairs moving and stuff I just wanted to be like shut the fuck up but you know you can't so but all in all, I think it was a good week. I mean, the people at at Junior's Last Laugh and Erie are just so nice. I mean, it's ridiculous. The hospitality that you get there as a comedian, like, you don't see it much anywhere else. I mean, I, I got to the condo, which was a couple blocks from the the club, and there was, like, fucking cereal in the closet. There was milk and juice and water in the fridge and uh, coffee, creamer, um yogurts, snacks, granola bars, anything you could ever want. Like, I I literally bought a jug of orange juice when I was there for three days. I didn't pay for anything. And uh, you got a free meal at the club. If you wanted to go down to the, the marina each day, you could get a free lunch down there. You could literally not pay for anything. And you just don't see that stuff anymore, man. You know, I mean, I'm lucky when I show up at a condo And there's a clean towel for me to use. Like, back in the day when I would uh, tour all these condos, like, I had my own go bag. Like, I had a bag that had a bunch of kitchen utensils in it, like a frying pan and, and a knife and stuff like that. I had my own towel. I never went as far as some other comics go where they bring their own sheets and comforters and shit for the condos. Um... But I would pretty much bring everything else, you know I bring my own food, my own utensils My own towels, my own soap All that kind of stuff I've gotten a little laxed on that now Like I'll I'll use the towels that they have there Because I'm like, at least they were run through the wash And (coughs) Usually they have Their own pots and pans there And knives and stuff I mean, if you scrub them hard enough They'll be fine But, uh yeah, it was just so amazing. The people there are so nice. You know, they, they brought in, like, homemade snacks for us in the green room. And always taking care of, like, everything we need. Like, I never had to seek out a waitress to get a get a water or, or put a meal in uh, to eat. Like, they were always right on top of it. And I just think it's a great place. So if you're ever in Erie, Pennsylvania, you need to take in a show at Junior's Last Laugh. And uh, And patronize that place And Juniors on the Lake And and all that stuff in Erie So Looking forward to this week Um, I get to headline another Major comedy club Which is always a fun time I'll be at the uh, Looney Bin In uh, Oklahoma City With uh, my good friend Mike Brody So if you listen to the podcast And uh, live in that area We'll be doing uh, I think it's six shows uh, at the Looney Bin, so get your tickets now and get down there. A lot of fun shows coming up in the next couple months. Um, I'll be back in Colorado Springs and Tulsa and uh, get to go back out to Laughlin and and a lot of cool stuff before before my new baby arrives. Got to get in some money before that uh, second baby lady shows up, so... Check out my website, largedrunkman.com, for all the updated dates. And uh, you can always get this podcast at Podbean and iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, all my comedy albums are up on iTunes, so download uh, that stuff if you're privy to the material. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. And tune in next time when we talk about who knows. And a couple quick thanks to uh, my sponsors, um, leestees.com and kbremodelinginc.com. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast.